0: I am your host, Itoha Edukolo And uh, if this is your first time listening to this Thank you very much for deciding to check this out And if you're a returning listener Thank you for being a part of the growing community So, uh, we have been on a rather interesting series And I am very excited for this continuation Mm -hmm. So in the past two episodes If you haven't listened to them, please Either listen to this and then go back to them Or just pause this and then start from the first two. Because it's interesting that as much as these are completely different people from different backgrounds, right? Um, there seems to be some sort of a flow with all of their stories. And so I know this is going to be even um, even better. Oh, we are going to see an even more distinct flow in this particular episode. So um, we're talking about post-Christian leadership burnout. That's not an actual term, just something I made up to discuss this because we do not want to have only stories of when we we were on fire for god in secondary school or in university you know um, we want to break that trend and we need to talk about this thing so that that trend can actually be broken so today we have a guest another guest and uh, this is someone i have known for um, probably five six years i think and um I know that he has served in different capacities over the years and he has had his own highs and his own lows. So he's going to share some of them with you guys. And I know that we're really going to be blessed by this conversation. So he's going to introduce himself to you guys. You have the floor.
1: Hi, guys. Hi. Mic check. is it's working. Yeah. Hey, toast. <laughs> she said she has known me for five to six years. She's not counting, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hi guys i am um, uh call me some people call me tochi some call me toachi anyhow it's fine my name has been i gone through a lot yeah i am um, i am uh, currently a ui ux designer and um, in my early phase my junior phase of software development as well so yeah i uh, studied systems i'm a graduate of systems engineering Yes, I did engineering, exactly. Though know, I still always surprised that I did engineering. Yes, I did. I graduated. And, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I, yeah, I'm glad that I, I can be here. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. She, I've been waiting for it to, to put me in one of her podcasts. <laughs> you know, but cool, I'm here. Oh, right. And by the way, and SARS. <laughs>
0: right behind you, and SARS, please. In case you're listening to this in the far future, there was something called SARS, and so something happened that we needed to, we needed to end it. Uh,
1: so
0: yeah, you can just Google a hashtag. Yep, and you will get a taste of it. I mean, you don't want a taste of it, but you shall get the information if you Google it. Uh, yeah, so, um, thank you very much for coming on um to this podcast and uh, being willing to share your story and uh, have us learn from everything you have already learned. So, first question: uh, go, Can you run us through your first Christian leadership? Um, office what was it or where was it what was the setting like
2: mm.
1: uh first <laughs> leadership office i don't mind me whenever i hear office i picture a cubicle um she, so i uh i was very active in church growing up <laughs> i guess because i'm naturally a um a hype person you know always excited and everything so i guess growing up as a young person or as a child if everybody sees you're interested you, that's all it takes they give you something straight <laughs> or at least that's what i thought in the um, environment and time space where i found my about the time i uh i used to be in charge of my teens church yeah i used to be uh, a children's teacher in my uh in the church my mom used to worship in yeah which means i had the church i worshiped in and then i had my, my family church and both sides yes, it's, it's weird but yeah and um, over time when I moved to this was back in high school you know towards the end of high school I got into college university yeah and then um, I did not want any Christian position anymore I said to myself I'm gonna be a baby boy for, for Jesus I'll just be chilled and then eventually the always I don't know the thing always chases you it's like you just be somewhere. Maybe I should, have, I should have avoided churches or Christian gatherings, but unfortunately, I can't. You know, so you would find yourself in spaces like that. And uh, I was in—I was a—I was a pastor for my fellowship back in university, House on the Rock in University of Lagos. I was a pastor. I was also a director before I became a pastor. I was also head of a department before I became a director as well. Yeah, and yeah, I current—I I was part of a. Christian energy, we mentor teenagers as well. We are trained to mentor youth and teenagers. I was mentored when I was a teenager, like two thousand and seven. So when I became an adult. They're like, Yo, yo, come sign up. I'm like, No, you people are too cool. I'm not cool enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would let's just say fast forward. I did that for like three, four, three to four years. Yeah, so maybe yeah, I've been active. Active in uh Christian roles. <laughs>
0: This sounds yeah. like probably a what almost seven <laughs> well, eight years worth of a journey. It's actually over ten years. Over ten years, my lord.
1: It's actually over ten years. Yeah, because I remember this is two thousand and twenty. I remember I started taking those kids back in two
0: thousand and
2: nine,
1: two
0: thousand and ten. Yeah. yeah, ten right. years. That's it's a long time. So that means you have a lot of history with Christian leadership, a lot of history. So I'm going to go back to um, one of the first things you said. You said you had served, um, I think, as a children's teacher or something, the church your mom attended and um, the church you attended. And then post that you got to university you didn't want to be a part of anything. Right. Um, what would you say you Know being a leader at that stage or at that level did to you, you know, the expectations of the kids, the expectations of oh, that is, um, I know they call him one, but Mama Chico is his son that is leading so so. How did you uh handle that at that young age? Because I assume you were probably between what 16 to 18 or 19, yeah, marks. I was
1: probably seven, 16, 17, yeah, yeah, I uh. I, I naturally was always shy of leadership positions. This is the crazy part. I don't like to be the guy that leads everybody. I like to be the hype man. We
0: see that.
1: still maintain respect but you also still maintain the cultural relationship you had with everybody else
2: mm-hmm.
1: eventually at the time mm-hmm. so i uh when positions happened <laughs> they did i wasn't it wasn't exactly a comfortable thing i was just going with it because <laughs> you know and maybe it's because i did not i'll be honest i did not recognize how much of um an impact those rules were at the time mm-hmm. I was just, you know, enthused about serving, you know, and somebody just needed to do it, and they're like, okay, you do it, and then found my way myself doing it. But then, it's uh, it, it wasn't convenient. It wasn't comfortable, you know. And what I'm saying is not wasn't comfortable. Was I, uh, like I said, it's not something my personality agrees with, you know. But I had to. Responsibilities. I had to learn to prioritize people's opinions, settle disagreements. Yes, among kids. Yes, um, I had to learn to deal with favoritism and all of these things. I never got in any manual. I didn't get any manual on how to lead one-on-one when you're sixteen. Mm-mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You just learn on the on the go as you go. So that was my reality at the time. And um, so I guess I, I, say I learned the hard way of these things it's not like oh i learned them from this stage so when i got to this stage i had learned them know of these things are what
2: builds your character mm-hmm. you know expositions expose you that's why i say leadership positions
1: just exposes who you really are you know exposes your true character exposes your values
2: mm.
1: exposes your personality as well mm. you know and um, all of that you know happened at the, the older i grew Fast forward, my most recent role when I was in um, um, when I was in college in university, <laughs> it was um, it was interesting because I never wanted it. I never wanted it, you know. So let's just say a couple of um, things happened, circumstances happened in the sense that um, there was going to be a handover from a previous administration mm-hmm. to another, and everybody in the Few of us left, and like, okay, you guys, you guys, you just, you just get the roles automatically. Mm. So like, they had so many people, and they'll oh, pick you, we pick you. So, we found ourselves just taking responsibilities. And then, as over time the, the fellowship expanded, more people came in, realized, okay, this just got real, you know. Because at first, for some of us, it was just about passion, mm-hmm. that's just what it was, that's just all we had, mm-hmm. you know. In ja, Had to adjust to the process, adjust to the realities, adjust mm. to expectations, mm. adjust to responsibilities, you know. And all of this while still trying to just be you,
2: a mm. young person that probably just wants to chill, have your friends, MBI,
1: be okay. You know. So it's it was an interesting journey that was filled with a lot of things. Mm. You know, so it's, it was mm. so how that described all together I'd say it was a mix of a lot of uncomf- uncomfortable times. Times, painful period, hurtful moments,
2: mm-hmm.
1: happy moments a couple of times, you know, when maybe we're able to achieve something we probably didn't think we could. Maybe with something we were planning for an event or a program, and mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah, and then when some things don't happen, uh, and then you have to deal with people,
2: mm-hmm. dealing
1: with people, dealing with people. Mm. Stop there, yeah,
0: <laughs> okay. okay, okay, okay. Um, so. I, i'm i keep going back to this you know when you were 16 because i'm certain that there are some people who might just be around that age you know or they know people who are just getting into those positions from a really young age i sort of got into that at that age too and i know that there is this they, they can be an of, i have already been a leader especially if you started before university right you have and you've had experience leading people and all of that. It's easy to, it's, it can either come out as pride, just plain pride, or it can come out as, um, I know this thing more than you guys, you know. Yeah, can I come out confidence. as, mm hmm, you know, <sighs> me, I've been teaching children the words do you know who I am, <laughs> or things like that, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. um. How did you handle that? Being being that in university, you have people from different backgrounds, right? Some people who may not know half of the things you know. Some people who may well know more of the things, more things than you knew you knew back in the day. But um, how did you handle that? Um, and that plus, another question, please answer the two together. You had said something about um, leadership exposes your character and shows you who you are and all that. And I'm sure that happens at different phases. But at that 16-year-old, that young phase, what were the things you saw um, in that phase that either made you want to stay back or go forward as you got into university? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Um, interesting. <laughs> I, uh, so I'll start with the last question.
0: Okay.
1: I realized I was actually a fearful person. Okay. And now... To sound weird to a couple of people because i will am um, somebody who would, would come across uh, some people as oh he's bold you know he's loud but then i realized that my uh, my loudness was actually a cover for that side
2: mm.
1: you know but then there were situations where <laughs> it just spawned,
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: it just comes out you know i realized that as well and then i realized that um there were always there will always be things beyond your control Everything cannot be within your
2: control. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm using these examples as even as young as I was, you know. For example, you are taking kids, and some parents decide, "Oh, I don't want my kids coming anymore." Mm. You know, and then you have to go see them, listen to them, mm. talk to them. And in most cases, it's a it's a foregone decision. It's not like they it's up for a debate. Mm-hmm. Parents are parents. You are not their parent. You know that's that's one. The same time, I uh, there were instances as well where you know there'll be worry that oh, um, how's, how are these kids growing? Are they really growing? Are they really like can your walk be felt? Like how much you have contributed in them? Mm-hmm. How do you know what you get because they are kids. Mm-hmm. If it was an older person you can call them and say so how you describe your work with God in the past couple of years and they'll be like oh I used to do this I don't do it anymore the Holy Spirit is speaking through me all that spiritual yarn yeah. but these guys <laughs> they just want to have fun sing
2: mm-hmm. Christian
1: rhymes and be okay you know but yeah there were also moments like that as well for me you know then to so the other questions <sighs> perspective from another set of people spiritually um i would use one word and i don't like using this word i'm not really, for the first time i'll borrow grace and here's what i mean by grace i'll explain why i said by grace um i was a very i had to learn listening but it wasn't my strongest trait i was very good i was more able a vocal community I think, when I say grace, is the ability to not allow your fear to become motivation for what you want to do, but still allow what God wants to happen to mm. happen.
2: Mm.
1: Here's what I mean. I am somebody who, as much as, as unbelievable as it will sound, I am very observant and I am very sensitive, yeah, and I don't look it,
2: mm-hmm. that's why it's
1: even. So for as a result, I have somebody who, if I'm in a conversation with two, three people, I'm looking at their faces, their faces. Or I'm like, I'm looking at three of them. Yeah. When somebody's out of the discussion, I'm, I'm pricked. How do you get this person back in? So I'm very conscious as mm-hmm. well. You know. So when I, when I got into the fellowship, for example, you know, I I noticed that there is this stigma attached to uh, Christian. Christian youth people -hmm. back in college and everything. And when I say grace, grace in the sense that when God decides to use your personality to become a blessing in a way you would not expect it. Mm -hmm. So when I would have generally described myself, anybody who knows me if I got into university would describe me as a very Christian person. But apparently, first mates just knew me as a good person they knew me as a good person but they also knew me as a very interactive in the vibe
2: mm-hmm. I know, like i'm you, you can't catch me off the gist i know the gist you know so one of the things i so combining that with the fact that i'm able to notice people i notice that
1: there is always this disconnect when people out of passion decide to join you or join your movement or what you believe in mm like they need to be taught they have no prior knowledge mm. and it's always a, it's always a very dicey situation where most leaders do not realize this that as much as you're talking to as much as you're given by the grace of the holy spirit to talk to people about
2: mm-hmm. god
1: you know your audience you know there's a mixed crowd
2: mm-hmm.
1: there are those who see things who have um, you know what i mean they have been predis- predisposed to christianity from a Christian background, praying background. Mm -hmm. And there are those who just haven't. You know? So, but one of the things I think when God used my personality to do is because of that nature in me where I was always, yeah, I I became a person who I uh, single-handedly would, you know, make my leadership style an influence-based leadership style. So, based on a relationship. So, Mm -hmm. I wasn't, talking at them, you know, I just, I was moved by the Holy Spirit at different times to mm-hmm. go to this person, hey, how are you doing, what do you think about this, Uh, uh well, and then you realize, hey, this is where they stand,
2: mm-hmm. this is where
1: they are, you know, mm. and I
2: think, mm, that's the interesting. Truth is, yeah,
1: yeah, I think the truth is, um, that, that helped, that helped a lot, and what I'm saying helped a lot is this, my fellowship in school was considered to be in vogue. Sense that maybe because of the brand we represented, the church we represented at the time back in university, so we attracted a certain type of audience that some other fellowship would not. Mm-hmm. You know, so here's the word I'm trying to use: we attracted a lot more unspiritual people. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the word I want to use. So they were like, "Oh, that fellowship but oh, they got pretty girls. Hey, we going there." their pastor, that church, so people have this already preconceived notion Mm -hmm. that makes them comfortable with coming to us, and then when you come to us, we have barbecue parties, we do stuff that other people don't, you know, that doesn't mean we don't pray, that doesn't mean we don't fast, you know, but we do these things, so, but these things are what draws this set of people to us, Mm -hmm. you know, and then when people see us outside, how we dress, how we comport ourselves, how we hang out with every other person, we are, It's they're like, these guys, the same as the other guys, in the mm-hmm. sense that the stereotyp- stereotypic stereotypic uh, behavior they would expect from Christians who are from other, you mm-hmm. know, fellowships or um, body of faith is different from ours. We're just like them, you know. We we hug, we you know we hang out, we make noise. We're just chill,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and we're not putting some in terms of oh if you don't do this you're going to hell. We don't do that. You know, we're like just come. Come, we trust that there is something within us that will change you but was come regardless mm-hmm. you know so as a result of that it was mm-hmm. a mixed crowd
2: mm-hmm. but
1: you know a reality like god using my my uh, um my personality to become a gift in the sense that because of my relational um person i go hey what's going on with you what's going on with you and then when i realized this yeah i talked to every other person i'm like we can't do this this way mm-hmm. we need to need to draft our program so this influenced the way we drafted our programs the way we drafted our speeches the way we drafted you know and together what he did is he brought everybody together
2: mm-hmm. because that's, i realized that really one thing part. we all had in
1: common were all young
2: mm-hmm. people mm-hmm.
1: We're all young people mm-hmm. you know so we speak the same language mm-hmm. spiritual or not we speak the same mm-hmm. language you know and yeah so that's mm-hmm. an example of how that works yeah and i think the other thing for me is i'm sorry Nothing for me is is that I um I never stopped being myself. Mm -hmm. But this was I used to have a fear of leadership position. I didn't want it because of the I grew up in a religious space where there's this dogma of being a pastor. You gotta look like this, talk like this, act Mm -hmm. like this. I didn't want that. I'm like, no, they're not cool enough. I I don't want to be a pastor because they're not cool enough. You know, so. So when I still became, when I had this position, I decided I will be me. You know, one of the things that did is it influenced even the people I worked with that you can still be you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And as crazy as it sounds, that was all he needed to bring the other people to just come in mm-hmm. and realize they can still be themselves mm-hmm. and not lose themselves. Because one of the fear we people have is when they join an organization or a group, they can lose themselves. Like they have seen in friends or family.
0: Yeah. Or people who don't know yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know that 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 brings up um, a question so when you have you have led with that intentionality of actually having a relationship with the people and all that there is the there's investment that goes into that right there's the you that has ah, to go into that happens. right and when you've done that for months, is, Jesus. you know um, <laughs> it is you can get to a place where it's not like you don't know how to build a relationship so it's not like you don't know how to make it work or get to open up or whatever but you're just tired <laughs> right you're, you're just tired yeah. i mean i remember at time one of the times um while i was leading in university this day, I was actually sleeping. I was sleep talking to this girl, and she still did not leave. I was, as in, I was gone. I was tired. But the conversation was still going on. You see? So, um, that's something I, I, I want to know. Especially since you said you were intentional about having um, an influence-based leadership. Like, in other words, you had a relationship with people. How have you been able to keep that, um, like I say, value for people enough to want to relate with them, even after that leadership role. How have you, I don't know if you got, got to that phase, but how did you navigate feeling like, oh, more? I don't want anybody else in my life. Stuff, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to anybody deeply anymore. And it's like you don't know how to do it, though. You know how to do mm-hmm. it. But it's like, just just leave me. Let me just be on I, my own. I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a very personal example.
1: Um, I have this friend, I got physically burned out, I mean physically, there was a time when after fellowship, I, they had to come pick me in school and take me home and rush me to the hospital, and my people in fellowship did not know, <laughs> and the reason why is, you know, remember I mentioned I'm a very hyped up person, you know, so I'm trying to be here and there, yeah, but there were a couple of mistakes I made and I'll highlight them, before, after I share this personal mm-hmm. experience. I used to, I used to, um, because of how passionate I was and everything. I used to want to take on roles. What I mean, take on roles, it's like I will offer the roles, and if anybody doesn't want to take it, I just take it. I don't ask. I just take it. You know, I don't like feeling like I am dependent on you for something to happen, especially when it's something within my reach. I just mm-hmm. do it. If you decide not to, you know, I'm not the kind of person that interferes and says, "Don't do this." You know, so there was this stuff that used to happen, exam prayers in school. Yeah. We used to pray before exams and during exams. You know, it was always an hour, one hour, 30 minutes. And this is before I became pastor. Mm -hmm. I was was, uh, in charge of the prayer department. (laughs) Yes, me, prayer department. (laughs) I was also in charge of the arts, creative side. Yes, same person. And uh, we would pray it would be on me. Trust me, it will be a, something we used to call fireworks in my fellowship. It was a code name for when we experienced the Holy Spirit's physical um, manifest presence. Mm-hmm. Like fireworks happens, you know. <laughs> I just remember now. Mm-hmm. So there was this day when I was done, and I was struggling with my breath. I was struggling. Just sat down on the ground. One friend of mine, she's after that day that, that evening mm-hmm. we went to um get drinks. She's like, hey, let's go get you drink. Um, and here's the crazy part. Because you are in this glorified or position, people always assume you're okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Play the role or search yourself out. Mm-hmm. Work for Jesus and He'll take care of you. person said hey I don't like the way you're breathing and we went and she called me Rabina another day came the same thing happened as I was there and I was tired I looked beside me I saw somebody say here here's your Rabina again she bought me Rabina the second time <laughs> this burnout was so terrible that I would struggle with working a long distance mm-hmm. my my breathing would be forced but mm-hmm. guess the crazy part people will still come I want to talk about something i want you to <laughs> pray with them about something don't you just act mm-hmm. and remember because of that stuff that I was grateful for of noticing things and trying to do multiple things at the same time
2: mm-hmm. which
1: wasn't helpful Hard to learn the hard way to delegate. But then I realized there's there's an amount you can delegate mm. because some of these people had already established this relational
2: position with me. Mm. Probably
1: went up with somebody else. So let's just say the blessing that came had its other side.
2: Mm. As well.
1: You know, and there was one time when it was bad so I was like, are you okay? Everybody was Are you okay? I was like Yeah. 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 And I was stubborn in that area i'm like nah you're not gonna see me break down not gonna happen you know so that happened mm-hmm. for me physically and that's when i realized I came here to study
2: <laughs> came here to get the degree mm-hmm. don't die before you get your degree you know don't die before
1: you get your degree and then the next the time i now got hospitalized i got rushed to the hospital that's when my people realized for like three days, they're like, we haven't seen him, I didn't come for the next example. <laughs> and then someone told them, he's in the hospital. They're like, who's in the hospital? <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah, the guy that led the prayer two days ago and everything, he's in the
2: hospital.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ready you guys to listen to this podcast? <laughs> you would get to be like, oh, so that's what happened. I was wow. in the hospital.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's when
1: I started to realize that, um, is limited
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I also had to realize again that if I mishandle this God is going to judge me
0: preach that's the word that's the whole word
1: <laughs> I'm like Lord I was doing this so, like, oh, so you broke down my temple huh? <laughs> you didn't take care of it you know but then there was also this motivation of you know you're, you're young.
2: you are young be very young <laughs> Mm.
1: you know so that happened so one of the things i learned at the hard way you know then too uh maybe because one of the, one, one thing that this is actually the first time i'm sharing this in public because of my experience with church responsibilities and um yeah structure and how things would work and how creative i usually would see things as i, I think that also when my fellowship grew at the time, most of the people who came in were younger than I was. I mean, five years younger than I was. You know, I mean, six years younger than I was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there were only two people who were close, like two or a, or a year close to me. Every other person was that age different. Mm-hmm. You know, so they were not just only younger than I was, They also didn't, this was also their first time becoming active in the spiritual area. Position mm. having a role to play, and they were also excited, you know. So, when we would have an event or we're going to plan something, I have what I see, and then I try to communicate that. and One thing with young people is maybe it's because, at another thing again, maybe it's because we were. I don't know, I used to make this joke on my uncle that women love God more than men, I don't understand why. <laughs> then he'd be like, Yeah, Mary Magdalene saw Jesus. <laughs> so Jesus Christ. We had more female active
2: mm-hmm.
1: workers than male, you know. And so, one, that alone uh, is a form of limitation. And here's what I mean it's a form of limitation. I respect boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, um, as much as I would have things in my head, that I would like to do when they are physical things. Oh, I need you to go here with me. I need you. To do
2: to, to it yourself. Don't
1: ask her to do it. Do it yourself. Don't ask her to do it. Do it yourself. So I, that limitation happened with me, and so it was later I got to realize that some of these people could have done these things,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they may not have done it in the world I wanted. Yeah. But that wouldn't have happened. So because also, I was driven by what I, the picture had in my head, mm-hmm. and I must get that picture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I did not include participation mm. from the people that God had even given mm. at the time. Now, this isn't saying there are those who were not interested. Mm-hmm. We would allocate roles to, and they would not pick your call, and they would tell you they were busy, and then you will find out they hung out with their boyfriend over the weekend school. We will find out later, and then we will have the discussion and prayer. Same time, it's not an excuse to negate those who were around you at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, unfortunately for me, those who were around me at the time were females. I was just a guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I could not call them to help they help me move lights because
2: you know, mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm.
1: like that. Yeah. Two. So, another thing is, so God is amazing. You know, there's this prayer we prayed. We prayed before when I when I was about to when the older people were about to leave and hand over to me. We prayed for. Skilled men, that's when I, one of the prayers that I that changed my life. I, I learned that you have to be specific when you pray sometimes, most mm-hmm. times when you ask for God.
2: Mm-hmm. So people
1: are, people always pray, Oh Lord, send people, they were like, no, send craftsmen, skillsmen. It was a midnight prayer. Nigerians, we pray in the night because we believe God hears us well, but it's fine, it's cool. So we prayed, and towards the end, before before the end of my tenure at the time,
2: that
1: mm-hmm. yeah, is started dropping, we started having meal.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> that's going to realize that uh, okay we need to change your communication style you know because most of us now take note that there are these females who have been working with you have worked with me for maybe a year or two mm-hmm. so your we understanding was there you could understand things i like we could have what i mean I'm, when i'm saying things i see i wasn't i wasn't a dictator or anything, I was the type of person who always asks, What, was, what do you think? What mm. do you think? What do you think? But point is, yeah, we've had a lot of what do you think, so mm-hmm. we can understand what sh- each person would like.
2: Yeah. And have a yeah.
1: perspective on what this person seems like compared to. So, but these new guys, they came, you know, and I was just looking at, them. I'm like, Lord, is this is the time you're bringing them, but it's okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fine. So I learned, mm. my burnout
2: mm. was
1: because I did not learn to delegate. Mm. Mm. One, two. Mm. Passion is a gift, but passion misdirected can burn you.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: You know. Passion is, it's scriptural. Passion made Peter cut off someone's ear because he's trying to defend Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know. So passion in my own end, you know, we gotta do this. Oh you did I, I I was the guy who was and most other people who are pastors in other fellowships would look at me and be like, How how does how does this guy do it? Because mm-hmm. Um, we, I, was pa- I I was. I inclu- was not pastor. I refused to be par- called pastor for a long time. <laughs> I would. I would assign responsibilities and roles. And, hey, I think you should do this. But I would still
2: be there. Mm. I would still be there. I would still be there. So
1: I think one of the problems I had was I found it difficult to trust them to do what to do what we had agreed on the way we
2: mm. would.
1: Because like I said, they didn't have that experience yeah. and expertise. Mm-hmm. So some cases, they had not proven to me mm-hmm. that they could, you know, carry out these yeah. roles and responsibilities.
2: Yeah.
1: Energy is happy. In each of these mm-hmm. For each of these meetings. For each of these responsibilities I was putting myself in. My energy
0: was happy. And mm. I, it cost me.
2: Mm.
0: It cost me. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a whole sermon. <laughs> a whole sermon. And, um, I mean, as we get to the end of this, I just, you. I mean, you've highlighted a lot of things, you know, and I can relate on so many levels to some of them. <laughs> um, well, what one story just to corroborate what you said. This one day, the first and last time I fainted, I was. So why privacy, you know, and all that? Just we lost serious privacy. the private and um, I was I was feeling dizzy, like I was going to fall, and so I tried telling, you know, telling people say, ah, this was awful and for some reason they thought it was anointing I say it's not anointing I'm not actually feeling okay it was till I actually slumped right till I fainted that they realized ah something is happening everybody's started really hey my wife, everybody's rolling at that shelter, right and after that you know they pulled me off on positive break all of that but something my mom said and this is just corroborate what you said she said, if you pack up today, your body packs up today, that fellowship you think will not move on. Tomorrow, it will move on. That, no. That's just it, actual. No. She said, ah, yes, they will call us and say, sorry, you. they will send their body back home. Sorry, you. this is what happened. Hey, hey. And <laughs> one week, two weeks, they will wear black or they will be doing like, ah, my it has gone. Mm. After that, she goes on. church continues, souls See, are saved. I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to add something here,
1: you know, as a in fact, I think it's a solution, and here's why I say it's a solution. When I was about to leave, I told the people coming behind me never, never you sacrifice your study time, mm. never you hear your body give you a sign, and mm. you say your, if you feel the sign. But one thing you you with you owe the role you're in is communicate. Let the next person know mm. that this is where I am. Mm-hmm. If this, and here's what I'm saying: This is I met a culture in the fellowship where people were passion was super encouraged, but in a way, people were not treated. People were not encouraged to take care of themselves mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. rules. Instead, it was it was. Was quoted and and treated as magnified commitment. Mm. It's a reflection of your commitment. Yeah. How, much you, how much you
2: committed
1: mm-hmm. to go to God? You are young, serve God. Nah, nah, don't do that. Mm. You know. So mm. I, I, wow. t- I told her, I said, yo. So if the program can't work, if you don't have the money, find it. Work within your budget. Don't Reach. overblow. It. Don't start overthinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it was mental burnout for me because <laughs> for. Maybe for me, those, for example, those moments stretched my faith. I am grateful for them,
2: mm-hmm. but those
1: are not moments I look forward to experiencing constantly or anymore. Mm-hmm. My faith is stretched. Glory to God. <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Legit, you yeah. know, because, <laughs> because I feel you know, you. for example, funds. We're trying to raise
2: funds. Mm-hmm. Like I
1: said, for, let me give you. Let me. I uh, I would say this. I don't, I I will, like I said, because of the brand we represented, whenever we were planning an event, there was already an expectation. I remember, mm-hmm. we were a hyped fellowship, we were a fun one, so people were not coming to clap their hands. They expected to see lights, fireworks, and cold. not necessarily fireworks, but they expected to, you know, enjoy themselves. So enjoyment <laughs> is not cheap. It ain't cheap, <laughs> you know. And we mm-hmm. did not get support from our mother mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. No was all us you know and because of how passionate we were we gave up a lot of things for god but i'm grateful we did you know these are things that shaped our faith mm-hmm. shaped, you know but those are not situations i would encourage anybody to be in mm. the fact that god taught me i think it's a nigerian thing nigerians need to learn this thing father god made you walk through this world and there's no should let somebody else walk
0: mm, doesn't mean walk that has to be the way for you mm-hmm. to grow mm-hmm. and help somebody
1: now yeah it, not to make it yeah to
0: spot on to walk through you
1: understand mm-hmm. or most people say oh you hear for example people from the previous set when they come around they're like oh you guys used to do you guys um go through this and that we're like no are you serious oh we did it's normal you should i'm like so i'm
0: that's just an after way to put it. suffering. Yeah,
1: toast, you know, and it's 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 a mess.
0: Mm,
2: mm. You
1: know, wow. it's a mess. Wow. It's a mess. So is... it was later now when I started after college, I spoke to a couple of older, and then I realized that they were burned out too. Mm. Because there was an expectation they had to meet
2: mm. and keep up with. Mm. Mm.
1: You know. Wow. There was, and to keep up with that role, that expectations, it took a lot from you.
2: Basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: emotionally, mentally, mm. financially, mm. socially—like your life, your life—you know—and and as a result, some people now say, "Oh, when you're coming in." And the crazy part is, I think um, maybe because I didn't get—I think for me, the, those who left did not exactly leave me a manuscript mm-hmm. of this is how we, this is the process. All they did was even left was leave me pictures of expectation. Mm. Okay, great. Where are the machineries for the standard? Create your own. Wow, mm-hmm. I'll create my own machineries to meet your standard.
2: Mm-hmm. It makes yeah. no sense.
1: Mm-hmm. And then there was a wow. change in time. Another thing I did, I did not pick up on time. There was a change in time. The time when they were, is not the same time as where I
0: was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Th- <laughs> this convention just has to happen again whenever going to happen it just has to happen again <laughs> but there's so many things that um, you've said and highlighted and man you know how there's some happen, and happening just know this is God that's in this because this is an aspect we did not talk about in any of the previous you know conversations I, I,
1: I left uni and I said I'm done with church rules I'm serious I, I left uni and I'm done with church rules mm. the only rule I do in my church where I am is I teach the kids on weekends mm. you know I don't want and the reason why I don't want is because of those experiences I went through.
2: Mm-hmm. Except where
1: it's a place where there is structure. And a place where the structure is designed to bring the best out of me without killing me. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or when the Lord decides to nudge you, because I will be that moment, the Lord pushes you mm-hmm. into uncomfortable spaces. But left to me, nah, the passion is great. Mm-hmm. Jesus is there, but
0: yeah.
2: Wow.
0: I, mean, I like the fact that Apart from, I mean, you know what you think post-leadership post, post leadership burnout is usually what happens after, but there's also the burnout that happens while you're in that position. You know, so I like that you highlighted highlighted that and uh, I'm pretty sure there are some people that listen to this that are either feeling those feels right now or you, especially those who, you know, things are like online and all that, those who have to show up, those who have to have the lives, those who have to say the things even though they don't feel like it those who have to look like they're happy even though they just be crying just before the life came on you know um so I, i'd like you to pray over those people as you lead um as we end this pray about those people that um might just be in those in that same boat you know right now especially those that are currently going through that phase yeah please pray for those people
1: before i pray i want to encourage everybody here we're not saying run from christian leadership or positions that's not what we're saying you know like i said we're saying that the fact that i went through this does not mean this is the same path moses's path and Joshua's as was not the same but was the same god and it was the same it was even the children of israel as well you know but we're saying that things can be better and we're sharing our experiences to encourage mm-hmm. you i am glad i went through those things now time, I did not know if I was exactly glad, I just kept doing what I had to
2: do, so Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: So Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, because, you are loving as you are intentional, you're intentional about everything, every act, every promise has intentionality behind it, and we thank you for the privilege to share our journey and how much it has been bring forth everybody who is going through a phase where they are stressed physically emotionally where they are unsure and for those who have probably been hurt as a result of this either those who were leading and were hurt and those who are those who were hurt by people who were leading and were going through this phase as well before you and Lord we just pray for your Holy Spirit
2: to reach to comfort and to heal mm-hmm. Lord for every
1: place where there needs to be healing today we ask that your holy spirit goes and heal Amen. our heart as well Amen. and lord we also pray for courage at this time lord your word has gone forth that your sons and daughters will prophesy so we pray that in the name of jesus at this time the holy spirit for encouragement for courage for boldness to speak the truth in and out of season and for everyone who's going through a burnout lord we ask in the name of jesus open our eyes to receive grace of the people you put around us. Open our eyes to see paths and opportunities you have created to make it easier for us as well. But at the same time, open our eyes to realize that they're not alone in journey. For those who are thinking of quitting, Lord, we ask for encouragement. Holy Spirit, you are our comforter. Comfort every heart and encourage us in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Give them grace. Give them strength. Lord, that Together, we will bring glory to your name and bring yeah. your kingdom on earth amen. as it is in heaven. Jesus, name.
0: amen. Amen. Thank you so, so, so much. So, this has probably been the longest <laughs> of the episodes. And it's totally serious. I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> and I do, and I, I, I think the crazy part is
0: I, there are some stories I just
1: realized I didn't want to share. Wow.
0: Yeah. So, this needs to be a whole YouTube series or something. But yeah, thank you so much for Taking the time hey, to don't share with don't us. Bring me
1: back. I'm very fun, yeah. I I have to bring
0: me back for another <laughs> discussion. But I don't know. No problem. We'll keep you guys updated, or rather, i will let you guys know what is going to happen next. But thank you for listening to this. I pray that it has blessed you, or rather, I know that it has blessed you. Please share with someone, um, and let somebody know. You know, some people that actually need to hear this. So please share with them. Thank you once again. So, guys, till the next episode. Bye, y'all. All right. Bye, guys.
1: And thank you to us for having.
0: You're very well.